When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, one question I often get asked is, how can I listen to ad-free shows? Well, the answer is simple. You plug directly into your normal podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, and you do that through an RSS link. And then you just listen like you always would, except no commercials. Here's something else you may not know. You not only get the shows early and ad free, but you also get a ton of bonus content with adfreeshows.com. You also get early access to many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts from William Regal's new show to the road dog, Brian James to Matt Hardy and so much more starting at just $9. So quick Scott Steiner math tells us that's less than 20 cents an episode each month. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered that adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out for yourself at adfreeshows.com. And if you're looking for the ultimate gift for the wrestling fan this Father's Day, you can now give the gift of ad-free shows. Head over to adfreegift.com right now to purchase an ad-free show subscription to get over with someone special in your life this Father's Day. That's adfreegift.com. Broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell. And today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, founder of the Four Horsemen, creator of the Spinebuster, one half of arguably the best tag teams ever. And as it has been well established, He's not the Rome, Georgia fashion plate, but nonetheless, a damn good-looking man. He's the enforcer. He's double-A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week, man? 
Well, Paul, you know, it's we're a little bit delayed sometimes on the shows. We tape one or two ahead, and we haven't spoke since a lot of things have uh, have uh, transpired in, in our world, and I just wanted to talk about a couple of those. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's a terrible thing in this country when you have a, a shooting the magnitude of, like, Buffalo that— uh, the tragedy involved and the humanity affected and all those things that just slaps you in the face. And sad as it may be, it's not a couple of weeks later, you have the Texas shooting with all those children. And it's, it's like, it almost like now Buffalo is secondary news when it's not. And we should keep those folks in our prayers and thoughts and do anything we can for for anybody and everybody in this country. You know, we're going through some rough times, and you know, it just it's, it's one of those things that you if you don't sit down and watch the news and stay advised and 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 realize you can't shut your eyes to things going on in the world. And uh, just thoughts and prayers, and do something nice for somebody if you can support all those folks that have been involved in these shootings. Please do. Anybody that's capable and has the resources, help those folks. They're going to be needing a lot of things going forward. Uh, just wanted to cover that. Um, but this is a uh, entertaining entertainment show, and uh, we're not here to be political or anything like that. We listen to every single listener that has a voice out there, and if you try to get through to us with something, we will get to it eventually. Uh, we have got incredible guys, Dave Silva and company, I'm sure, that has a team that researches all of our social media. And if they see an issue, you know, they let us know. And there was, there's been a couple of issues, so I thought I would just go ahead and cover it. Um, I am well aware of the fact that uh, I am having some issues breathing, and that's been a listening issue for a couple of our listeners that, Basically, it made it intolerable, and I get it, and I understand. I hear it from my wife and uh, my boys pretty much daily. But just to let you know, that's a, I'm a, a survivor of COVID and a pretty severe bout I had the one time. Second time was not as bad, but the first time probably affected my breathing forever. Uh, sometimes it's labored, you know, and uh, I'm learning how to breathe all over again, but I just wanted to let everybody know that's making this, uh, or not making it, uh, that's the wrong term, uh, advising us about it and that it's enjoy, it's tearing into their listening pleasure. Uh, I'm sorry, and I will do my best to stay cognizant of that, do my best to try to correct that as best I can, uh, but, but that's the reason for it, and uh, do my best to fix it. We want everyone to have a good, entertaining, listening experience with this podcast. It's all it's meant to be. You know, every week we take a little trip down memory lane and let you walk through my shoes through my entire career. And we want it to be lighthearted. We want it to be fun, um, you know, and as accurate as we can possibly be. But uh, technical things like that, thanks for letting us know. And uh, I appreciate that. Uh, we also got a enormous match, biggest match probably that I've been involved in in uh, a couple of decades. 
Brock and uh, Pillman, myself, Webster, Massachusetts, June the 10th, against FTR with Bret Hart in their corner. That's huge. Any company putting that match out there, that's huge. And I know that, that Brock's a rookie, and I know that Pillman's a rookie, and, you know, the competition is not, well, you're wondering, good God, can so-and-so beat so I think it's pretty clear who the superior team is. Having that extra punch with uh, Bret Hart in their corner makes them unbeatable. So going into this, I've always been a realist. I've always been the voice of reason. I'm just going to tell the guys, hey, guess what? you got nothing to lose because ain't a soul in that building expects you to win that match. So just go balls to the walls and give it what you got, and <laughs> you never know. Shit happens. <laughs> uh, so that being said, I do have on Brock's T-shirt, which I think you can go to, you know, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, and you can go to AEW. Shop. AEWshop.com. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's a good-looking T-shirt. And Love he it. designed it himself. So, I just wanted to cover that. Thanks for your patience, Paul. Now back to entertaining. <laughs> Arn, I got to say something. So, guys, before we got on, Arn said, hey, I have a few things I want to cover before we even start. I had no idea where you were going. But, man, you know... I have really enjoyed working with you and enjoy working with you. And this is one of the reasons why is because you're just such a genuine guy. You're, you're genuine. You, you say you mean and what you mean you say. And what you touched on there with, with the shootings and everything going on, you're absolutely right. Um, my goodness, uh, what, a, what a time in our country. And, uh, you know, you, you said what you said there. Uh, moving on to the breathing thing. Uh, you you just wanted to address it all, and I just you're something else. I'm going to do my part too. If there's clips, and I can mute you a little bit while we're li- we're listening to the clips, and that helps all you. I'm going to do my part too to help out. And uh, so just you're just an amazing guy, Arn. Can't believe you wanted to do all that, but you're something else. And we will be the fans will be supporting Brock and uh, that big match there, June 10th. Uh, it's all over social media. I know FTR is excited about it. Uh, having Bret Hart uh, be a part of it as well. Uh, man, it's going to be awesome. So check it out. If you can be there, definitely do it. Arn, there's something else I wanted to talk about before we even get into October of 1988. And that is, we know, speaking of events, you're going to have a busy summer. And uh, speaking of which, it's StarCast is coming. It's already mm-hmm. being promoted, the last stand of the Four Horsemen. It's coming to Nashville. How excited are you about that? The big reunion and uh, Nature Boy's last match ever, all that good stuff. Well, in this business, sometimes guys retire. Sometimes they retire for just a minute, as we know. <laughs> and they're on their comeback tour. Kiss has gotten mega rich retiring about every other year. <laughs> Good but point. when you say that group of uh, horsemen will probably, that will be the only time we'll be together, it's not out of anger or anything negative it's just out of necessity you know everybody's lives are heading different directions this may be the only chance you get to see that group together yeah and having lex on that stage um i think it'll be and and i don't think this is speaking out of turn but week or so ago lex lost his mom Mm -mm. 
And so this will be good therapy for him, I think. Um, terrible, terrible thing, but I think, you know, uh, we all have a shelf life. And it's uh, when it's up, it's up. And she led a very long life. Lex, I'm sure, will tell you he was just honored and, and privileged to have known such a fine lady. Yeah. And have been to have been her son all these years. So be good therapy for him. It'll be good for all of us. We're going to have some some laughs and tell some stories. And it's always great to see JJ and get us all together, BW, who I don't see as often as maybe I do Tully. And it's uh, man, it's going to be a hell of a show. I know all you guys pitch in and bust your ass, you know, to to help Conrad with these shows. And they're as good as anything you'll ever go to, man. The entertainment that you guys provide and the, uh, you know, the dedication to the fans is just, just incredible. And, and that's what it should all be about. It's about the fans. It's without you guys, we have nothing. And uh, we want you to know that every single day that is not lost on us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Listen, don't miss your chance to be a part of it. It's July 29th through the 31st. The horsemen reunite one more time. They're going to be roasting Ric Flair. Nate has his last match. Many more exclusive. Conrad is really, he is the master at doing things that nobody expects, pulling things together. It's all Jim Crockett promotions based. He just uh, announced, because like you said, we tape ahead here, that Tony Schiavone and David Crockett are going to be broadcasting from the Crockett uh, studio backdrop and uh, commentating on Flair's last match. It's going to have all the feels, Arn. I cannot wait. And I'll be there. I can't wait to see you. It's always good to see you. And so check it out. Make sure get your tickets. It's going to be a happening, as they like to say, and a can't-miss event. Uh, so there you go. Arn, let's jump into it. You said we're here to entertain, and that's what we're, we're here to do. Last week, we covered the final days of your career with Crockett, the manner in which it happened, the way you went out, staring up at the lights, doing the honors for your real-life best friend, Bobby Eaton. And, and to put a bow on the show that we talked about last week, I did find a write-up from Bruce Mitchell uh, about your departure from Jim Crockett. And by the way, Bruce was one of the men who sat in the front row wearing a suit, cheering for you guys with the four fingers in the air. And uh, I remember he hosted the Arn Show Live in Winston-Salem a few years ago as part of WrestleCade. And you guys uh, shared some stories that were amazing. Um, and he verified everything you ever told us about Greensboro. But what I found was an article that was published, written by him in The Observer around this time period. And I wanted to read it to you and to our listeners. And this is what it said. It said, Saturday night, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard changed the bottom line. Two guys who symbolized the virtues of traditional wrestling by their hard work, professionalism, and no-nonsense personas left NWA, ending, to my mind, what was the best long-term concept I'd ever seen in 10 years of being a wrestling fan, the Four Horsemen. The reasons for their leaving are as obvious as they are depressing. If two real wrestlers are ready to leave the top of the promotion and their best feud, talking about the Midnights, both in the ring and in gate potential that they've ever had as a team in exchange for a pass into the land of corporate wrestling decisions. That says more about the state of Jim Crockett promotions than any wild rumors. So I, I can't say it any better there, Arn. The horsemen were gutted with you and Telly's departure, and you guys left on top. 
So any comments on that before we jump into October of 88? What do you think about uh, Bruce's words there? Well, he's very astute um, because I think, and you know me, Paul, now enough to know kind of how I think and how I act and react to situations. If I thought there would have been any other way, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. You know, it was one of those situations that I had to leave. And in this business, my experience, and, you know, I've been around a long time. I'm pushing, close, you know, close to 40 years in the business. And that's been a continual ride A to F. I haven't had a period where I disappeared for a year or two or whatever. It's been straight through. So I've seen the transition of the entire industry over since 1982. Um, sometimes in this business, and I even advise young kids, you have to say no. And I never knew you could say no. But a couple of things need to come in to be factored in when you do say no. You better be right. You better stand by your convictions. You better have reasons in your own mind and be be aware of the fact that when you roll the dice and you say no, one of two things can happen. One can end very badly. Oh, no. The answer is no. Okay. Get your bags and hit the back door. That's That's one thing. Number two, if you're right and you've never said no before, the look in people's eyes are disbelief, reevaluating maybe their stance. A lot of different things can happen, but sometimes some good can come from it. But you can't say no again two weeks from later, from then. Three weeks, three months, a year. You get that one time to say no, and you better be prepared for the repercussions. And we were ready for those. When we said no, we meant no. There you go. Well, let's talk about what that no turned into for you guys, because we're into October of 88 and how two of the four horsemen became the brain busters arm. Before we begin, we need to set the stage in the WWF, which quite honestly is the polar opposite of Crockett. So in March of 88, we discussed previously, the WWF held a championship title tournament at WrestleMania four. You had the macho man who won the tournament and the championship with an assist from Hogan the Mega Powers, as Macho and Hulk would become known, uh, wrestled Andre and DiBiase at the first SummerSlam with Jesse Ventura as the ref. Less than three weeks later, you and Tully leave Jim Crockett promotion. So I have a couple questions for you that I want to ask before we move on to your debut in Fort Wayne, Indiana. First, at this point in your career, Arn, did you ever cross paths with Hogan or Savage? No. Okay. Never had, though. There were... As far as working in the same company, no. Nope. Yeah, never nope. crossed paths with them. You know, and, and part of that is, you know, that going to Jim Crockett Promotions and staying for three years, you know, that was the biggest reason. Unless they came to us, you know, I, I didn't move. And, and that was really in those in those days, Paul, that was unheard of to go to a, to, to a territory and stay three years. Some of the guys like Lawler and and Bill Dundee in Tennessee, yeah, went and stayed forever. But you, I mean, you could probably count on 
two hands, you know, guys that went and stayed and had a hell of a run. You know, a JYD with Bill Watts. If you go back and look at the timeline, I'm not sure what it was, but he had as, as great a run as anybody ever has anywhere. But I don't think he was there three years. And that's just to give you a comparison, you sure. know. It was the nature of the business. You had to keep the talent fluctuating from territory to territory. The the other thing that I'm kind of curious about was WWF was always known to have their big baby face be on top, and then you had that heel factory, if you will, that challenged Hogan. You know, that, that was kind of what was going on at the time. Usually the bigger the better. Um, what did you then or what do you now think about having a baby face as your champion? Do you have any strong opinions either way on that? I think can either or can work. Um, I prefer the formula that you have a in shape, great talker, great worker, heel is your champion, and you feature him in some capacity every week. It may not be that he's on TV every week, but when he's not, you got a couple of people talking about him. You know, that was something that always worked that we don't do very much anymore. Hey, I'm going to be wrestling Wrestler X and so on and so on. If that works out, I'm probably going to get a shot at Wrestler Y. And then whoever that top babyface champion is, that heel or babyface, just depending on what the scenario is. And now you say, and I'm working my way towards one goal. And that's you. Boom. So we used to plug Dusty. You know, we would talk about our angle, and then the last thing, and Rose, we haven't forgot about you. We haven't forgot about this guy, that guy. It just keeps, when you're all talking about each other, it just makes you it feel bigger, more important. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. So here we are. We're, we're in the WWF. Hogan's on top. He's not the champ at this point, like I said, but he's still the big draw. Wrestlers want to be on Hogan's card. Uh, the business has never been hotter. The crew is regularly running not one, not two, but three towns a night. And uh, let's check, take a look at the tag team division here, Arn. It's loaded. You got plenty of teams for you and Tully to wrestle. You have Strike Force, The Rockers, Demolition. The Powers of Pain, the British Bulldogs, the list goes on and on and on. Knowing that you were going to be used as a tag team wrestler here, what were your thoughts about all these new opponents for you and you and Tully? That was awesome. But if, if I can just put one little bump in the road, just kind of button up the Crockett situation. This is uh, the nature of the business. Uh, when we left... And a lot of people still couldn't believe it when we weren't at TV the next day. But um, they had to find opponents. And in those days, towns were booked weeks out. So they got Bobby Fulton, Tommy Rogers, Fantastics, came in and absorbed those bookings that was advertised for Horsemen. Midnight Express, and the houses continued for weeks because you didn't have social media. You didn't know that we weren't gone until TV came around, and I'm not sure that they really hammered that in a way that made you believe, okay, well, shit, I'm not going to get that match. Bobby Fulton called me on the phone and said, I just want to thank you, Arn. We got y'all's bookings, 
it's the most money we have ever made in the business. Ah, that's awesome. So walking into something positive out of that, if you're those sure. guys, was, was stout. Oh, that's fantastic. Just wanted to, but, you know, that's that's the kind of things that happen. And that's the kind of stories that we're looking to hear, because, right, we not necessarily would hear about that in the Observer or somewhere else. Like you said, social media, there was no such thing. So uh, I'm glad you share that. And the other thing I'm curious about here was if we look at the time frame, your last night with Crockett was September 10th. Your first night on TV with WWF was October 5th. There's 25 days there, Arn. Uh, do you remember what was going on for those days from a business point of view? What was protocol? Like, did you have meetings? Was there reporting? Were you meeting with people in WWF? Do you remember any of that time period? Just a call, you know, a call or two a week. We were trying to figure out gear. We were trying to figure out names. We were going to get some, you know, I didn't even wear ring jackets very much. We had horseman jackets, you know, which I would wear occasionally, but... We're getting new gear made, new jackets made. We're trying, and they, you know, they kind of put it on us. You know, what do you want to guys want to be called? You know, the horseman thing's not going to fly. That's not, that's over. You know, so, and then they they figured out. They let us know another week. I don't know how many weeks out it was that Bobby Heenan would be our manager. And when he said that, bingo. Yeah. Number one, Bobby is incredibly talented incredibly over and the fact is all he all he pretty much managed was top guys so we knew our position was was in, intact yeah that's perfect so all we had to do then was for the first time in three years actually have an extended group of days to get rested up to get healed up you know those those bashes over the summer and those uh War games and all that shit, man, we were beat up. And I'm not kidding you, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. So in the tanning bed, in the gym, all that stuff, you know, hey, sleep more than five hours. Try that on one time. Mm. <laughs> Amazing how that yeah. helps. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we that's how we use that time. We're getting ready. We're getting excited. And, you know, it was a new 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 beginning for us. And, and you know, I was still pretty young at that time yeah it sounds like the perfect opportunity to just get refreshed relax get yourself mentally prepared and physically prepared for now your your big wwf run so it couldn't have been any more better for you and tully at this point in terms of transition you bet seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Well, listen, awesome. as I indicated, October 5th, 1988, we're here, buddy. It's the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. You and Tully make your debut on a Superstars taping, and uh, it's against Tommy Angel and Bob Emery. And here we go, my friend. It's Bobby the Brain Heenan in the ring to introduce you. Let's check it out. Introducing first to my right, at a total combined weight of 478 pounds from Washington, D.C., Tommy Angel. That's what my educated guess would be. His partner from Raleigh, North Carolina, Bob Emery. He'll be making some sort of announcement. now I give you Bobby the Brain Heenan. Blanchard and Arn Anderson, the Brain Busters, is that what he called them? That's what he called them, McMahon. Well, the Heenan family is indeed growing by leaps and bounds just a couple of weeks ago. The Red Rooster was introduced. Bobby Heenan hoping to prove with the Rooster that he can take what he calls an individual with limited ability and through his guidance take him all the way to the top rung of the ladder. Here with the Brain Busters, I'm sure he has aspirations perhaps even higher than that for this tag team combination well i'm sure bobby's aspirations are the tag team championships we had an occasion before the broadcast this week to speak with the brain busters and bobby the brain heenan so we're told and we're just about ready to pick up their commentary i told you i had a surprise didn't i and nobody outsmarts the brain here are my brain busters the smartest the best looking and the best get used to it we didn't come in to fill any voids what we are is the cement of an already profound dynasty i guarantee it. kind of an interesting thought there the cement of a profound dynasty well right now it's like Tully Blanchard going in reverse. Tag was made there, off the ropes. Oh, but look at look at the small. Oh, was that a slick maneuver, McMahon? Yes, it was. Made the tag, suckered the guy in, and Arn Anderson came in from behind and reverse clotheslined him. Very sneaky tactics. That's how you win. Notice the communications. You heard that one. Give me a knee. Yep. That's what tag teams have to do. They got to communicate in the ring. Drop kick, nicely done by Blanchard. Blanchard strutting about the squared circle. Sort of an arrogant type individual. Well, you know why that is. McMahon used to be a quarterback. He used to be a quarterback. That both, they both go down low. I know a little about these two guys, you know. I do my homework. That's right. He used to be a quarterback down in the Texas high school league guy. Played against Tommy Kramer of the Vikings. The football in Texas is tough football. So is wrestling down there. Over missed by Angel. Aaron Anderson wasn't sitting still for that one, McMahon. Anderson and Blanchard, veteran tag team partners. And we'll get a little look now at Bob Emery. Emery doing a little bit better than Angel did earlier, setting him up. Oh, wow. And that was an elbow. 
It certainly was. That's that's what you get if you drop your head on a backdrop move like that. Arn Anderson tagging in Tully Blanchard, and Emery could be suffering a few bruised ribs as a result of that last maneuver. Shot suplex to cover, hooks the leg, and he gets a three count. Heenan is Here happy. are your winners, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, the Brain Busters. Buster's victorious. All right, Arn, there it was. It's, it's, I don't even know. Have you ever watched that back before? It's been a long time. Well, what are your first thoughts after listening to the commentary and seeing you guys in action? Then I have a few questions for you. Well, there's one one thing that I need to let, make you aware of and make the audience aware of, and this lives in history. People know about this uh, through social media and over the years and stuff. There was a something that had like a backstage heat with uh, the British Bulldogs and the Rougeos that had been going on, and I guess you know this was backstage stuff and some 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 pretty bad stuff going on between them. So as Tully and I get our bags, now we're walking into the WWF for the first time. We're walking in the door, you know, and we figured, okay, you know, we're going to, we're going to probably have some heat coming from there. We're going to knock somebody out of a tag spot. And, uh, you know, it was serious business. That was, uh, we were the enemy coming into enemy, uh, house, you know, just to begin with. So as we walk in, just on cue, boom, just like that, there was a, a fight backstage with Jacques Rougeau and Dynamite Kid, and that's where the heat was, and it was in full swing. It had to have happened 15 seconds before we walked in the door. Knocked out a couple of Tommy's teeth, Tommy being Dynamite Kid, and it was pretty intense we just missed it i mean literally walked in and guys are running backstage and you could tell this was not a wrestling angle this is something different um so i look at tully he looks at me and we went holy shit what have we what have we got into that was the very first thing we saw with our new home Buddy, that was, uh, I don't know if you've watched him, but the dark side of the ring, they did one on the Dynamite Kid, and that's a story that is shared on that documentary. Uh, their, their feud and the fighting that went on between those guys. So yeah, check mean, that was, out if you haven't seen it. But, yeah, that makes total sense now. But that was your first, that was your first foray into WWF. Well, yeah, and, you know, they were famous for ribbing up there and stuff, but it, it was like, that was the tipping point, I guess, of, of what it went on between them. Yes. And I don't know any of that history. I don't know, not my position to judge one way or the other. It just created mass confusion and mass hysteria. You're like, what am I getting into here? Yeah, no joke. It was like, yeah. God almighty. Wow. Started to catch up on that. No, that's good. And the other thing that I picked up watching this, too, is like, uh, obviously, this is very different. You and I have been watching a lot of clips where you're in, you know, the sound stage, the studio there, should I say, with 100, 150 people, these Saturday night shows. Now it's a very different presentation. Superstars and challenges, more, bigger arenas. And it's just uh, so noticeably different from us going from last month's show and clips to now this month's show, the whole WWF presentation. It's uh, interesting to say. Yeah, man. You know, the thing, Paul, is 
I do, you know, in my mind, this is one of those things that's crystal clear. Some of the stuff I remember is just like it was yesterday. Some happened yesterday I can't remember. It's just one of those things. But when we came through the curtain after they announced us, it was like the audience was just turning back towards the entrance and they were in disbelief to look yeah. on their face. Because, again, there was no social media. That's right. We were not promoted to be in the town locally. Nothing. We just disappeared off of TV. Whatever the explanation was that Crockett gave for us being gone, people took that as gospel, and then we just popped up. They they were completely in disbelief. You mentioned earlier that they came up with the idea to put Bobby the Brain Heenan with you, which helped you kind of figure out your tag team name. Do you know who they was? Was it a Vince idea? Was it a, you know, do you remember uh, who said, hey, we're going to pair you guys with... Because you had talked to Vince around the pool originally. Yep. Um, that was his decision to be made. Bruce Pritchard had a lot of stroke at that time on creative. And uh, Pat Patterson obviously had a lot of stroke. I don't know. Coming up with names, I don't know who would have been okay. responsible. They they didn't ask us. They just said, you're with Bobby and you're going to be called the Brain Busters. Gotcha. And when they were that definitive... I said, yes, I am. Good. You got it. That's Works right. for me. Yep. Keeps on those paychecks. Now, was Vince or anyone else aware of the reputation you and Telly had as talkers? So when you're having conversations, signing contracts, does that come up at all? Like, hey, we've seen what you guys can do promo-wise. Is that ever discussed? Well, no. I think I'm sure Jack Lanza, who I uh, – created a relationship with right away, I'm sure would have told me. The thing is, you had to be very careful that walking in the door at that time, that they just didn't start shoving you to the moon because it would have buried you with the other guys. And in those days, promos were very, very short. And that everybody's pretty much was because you had to leave room for the Hogan promos that took forever and the ultimate warriors that took forever and the savages so farther down the the food chain which we were you had less time and bobby if he didn't talk he didn't get heat so he needed to do some talking and it was more important that we jailed with him doing the talking even though i was dying to do about a two and a half minute promo I'm and let sure. the world let the world know what why we were there and what what our intentions were. Man, I was chomping at the bit, but you have to, that's again that's playing the game. You just I don't know that I ever the 14 months I was there had more than 30 seconds of a promo. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. Is you can see the difference immediately of a Crockett promo versus the WWF, where like you said. 30 to 45 seconds and an inset while you're wrestling in the screen in the top left versus getting behind the booth for, you know, a good three minutes and letting it rip. Paul, give us three three minutes for Tully and I to do our thing. Let us walk in the door. You know, we made the mistake of walking in the door. I want to say it was the second week of TV. And these went up. And the crowd came out of their seats, and they went, Wah! They all had the four fingers up in the air, and when we came back through the curtain, they were waiting on us. Oh, hey, guys. No. no more. That shit is over. If we would have been able to do that, call us four the fingers. horsemen. Yeah. 
put us with Bobby, would have been just fine, and let us talk, they would have had main event players added to their list that day. Immediately. We didn't need to go start over and get over. We were already over. And that's that, I'm glad you said that because I was wondering, did you feel that the reaction was good? or? And you said it. You guys were over, so there you go. Uh, okay, so here we go. No music, nylon jackets, plain boots, plain trunks. You've said previously Vince promised to not change your presentation, keeping you entirely realistic. Was this all greed about around the pool, or is this after WWF knew you were coming in? Um, I don't think we discussed presentation. That would have been over the phone a couple times, and it wouldn't have been with Vince. It would have been with Bruce or somebody else. Um, all we asked was just don't make clowns out of us. Don't change up our, you know, because he was notorious. And us saying to him, all you know, all we ask is, Vince, we're not a cartoon. We're going to we're going to lend credibility to your company. We're going to go out there every night, and give you something that you cannot see through. And I know entertainment is is a huge part of your business and your company, but just let us be us, and we'll go get over. That's all we that's all we need. Just let's don't you know don't make a cartoon out of us. That would have normally been a uh, something that right away he would have sent us through the curtain and made a fool out of us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because we yep, asked absolutely. him, we asked him, don't. So the one he thing ne- that he, t- yeah, well, and he never did. I yeah. go back, you know. I mean, Brainbusters. That's not a cartoon name. It was with huh. Bobby, which was Bobby. Made was, sense. Brother, once they started the weasel stuff, you were pretty much set for crowd reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect uh, pairing with him, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So that's one thing I can say because, you know, they they could dress you up in some goofy costumes and, you know, put a dinosaur around your Make you a rooster. Make you a rooster. (laughs) And, And there's a guy, Terry Taylor, who could really work, could really perform. You know, he's out there clucking like a chicken, you know, which it was just a rib on Terry. Right. You got you didn't get polka dots. So you guys lucked out, man. You really did when you look back at it. They were true to you. So there, there's a lot to be thankful for that because you're absolutely right. You guys could have ended up with anything. Yeah. So. I mean, it hey, when you when you leave the one place, when there's two places and you leave that one and go to the next one, you're pretty much at their mercy. You got it. And you uh, you mentioned before the one thing that you weren't supposed to do, you just shared with us, it was the four fingers. Don't totally throw those up in the air. Yeah, but, and hey, I think it was the second TV, and it was, it could have even been that same, I don't know, yeah, it wasn't the same night, but it would have been the next TV taping, I want to say. And, uh, man, we, God almighty, because by then they had had one television show that they saw us on, Word was probably spreading through. Just pick up the phone and go, God Almighty, did you watch WWF TV? Guess who was on there? You know, that's how that's how it spread back then. That and uh, just word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I noticed in the match is you got you do the spine buster. Telly then does the slingshot suplex. Eventually, you guys would change it up to that spike pile driver, which would come later. So, talk about the decision there. Starting with kind of that as the move set to close the match versus what you transition to eventually. Who who kind of changed that, or did you guys come up with that on your own? 
we did. We came up with that because we knew we could pull it off safely with everybody. And we wanted to be, we didn't dress exactly alike every night. Same color scheme. He might have on red. I might have on black. I might have on white. He might have on red and white, whatever. But we wanted to look like a team in every way and having a teamwork finish back in that in the day in that time period is what teams did so that's the reason we came up with other than two set, separate moves the spine bus or the pile driver spike yeah. pile driver yeah and it worked uh, yeah oh absolutely we all re- we all remember that move for sure Final question before we move on to kind of going through the rest of the month, and that is, I'm sure you, you come in, lots of familiar faces in WWF when you guys make your debut. You share the story with the Rougeos and, and the Bulldogs, which is insane. But what else was kind of that first day like? Did you encounter the boss? Uh, what was the mood like outside of the flight that you guys saw? Did you run into former colleagues? Anything you can share with us, what it was like when you first started getting to travel with WWF again? Well, what's funny is, you know, Barry Darso was a a really good friend of mine, part of Demolition. And, uh, you know, I mean, we were really good friends. And so uh, we knew we were going to be working with them. So that was a great uh, opportunity for us to catch up and, and all those things. Um, funny, that night, because we wanted to, you know, get to know the boys, let the boys know that, that you know, that we're good guys. Uh, after Tommy got his teeth knocked out and all that stuff settled down and they sent everybody involved back to the hotel, you know, hey, you guys get out of here, you're done for the night, whatever. Uh, Tully and I go in to have a couple drinks in the day. That's how you met the boys that you didn't know and create, you know, a relationship, get off the get-go, and guys drank back then. Uh, we walk in and there they are. There's the Bulldogs over there. And I went over and ordered some kamikazes, took one to him, one to Davy Boy, one to Tully, one to me, shot him down. Well, it had split Tommy's lip and inside on his gum, I think, or something, the punch. Uh, Whether there was an international object involved, I do not know. But anyway, he had a split mouth, and when he drank that kamikaze, it started burning. Oh, my God. Which I started laughing, and then he started laughing. And so only one thing to do then, we probably had three or four more apiece, six or eight beers, and... uh, we made a friendship right there with those guys, although oh, cool. it would be temporary because they weren't going to be there much longer. No, they weren't. Well, there you go. I'm already making friends, Arn and Tully, in, in, the, in the Federation. So you guys are moving right along now. Next day, it's Toledo, Ohio, the sports arena, 9,500 fans. They watched multiple tapings of Wrestling Challenge. You and Tully wrestled a match against Sam Houston. You remember him and Scott Casey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it aired on uh, the October 1988 episode of Primetime Wrestling, October 25th to be exact. Houston and Casey were defeated when Tully hit the slingshot suplex on Casey. Arn, we do have the final two minutes of this match. We're going to check it out. And it's a little bit of Bobby and Gorilla at the very end, so this is fun. This is the final clip this week. We have more for uh, next month's show, but let's check it out. Uh, You and and Tully doing your thing here. Doing some damage on Sam Houston. Oh, man. 
right off the second rope there. Yes, did you hear Houston, uh, not Houston, I beg your pardon, did you hear Heenan then saying how good they were working as a tag team? And Houston with the sunset flip here. But another tag you notice, the Brain Busters are a good tag team. They have effective combinations. The understanding of each other is quite uncanny. Well, for the suplex here, trying to bust him up. Sam Houston turns it around. Sam needs to make that tag now. If he can get that tag case, he might be able to finish Blanchard off. He's made the tag. That's great. Unfortunately, so did Dollar. Double axe handle. Across the side of the jaw. Casey, that was a beautiful move by Anderson. A cradle power slam there. Yes, that was really a good, good move. A little reminiscent of what the big boss man does to his opponents. Yes. It's a similar type move that really knocks all the wind out of you. That's Casey into the corner. Casey alertly steps out of the way. Anderson a trifle lucky that he didn't hit his foot. Watch this! Finish it off. Oh, bam. look at that. Oh. Well, that may not have been pretty, but very effective. Exactly. It wasn't pretty at all, but they've got Casey stunned now. They really are devastating. Bounces him off the road. Looks away. And this one is all over. A very competent and professional victory for the Brain Busters. Busters, very impressive. It's about time you come up with somebody in your stable that looks like something. You know, I come up with a lot of things that's very impressive. You just stick yeah. around. You know, you should. Me stick around. I've been here. So there we go. Bobby and Gorilla <laughs> doing their thing, man. Did you get to interact a lot with Gorilla Monsoon at all back in those days, Arn? Not really. Ah. I think you had to put your time in before you could buddy up to a gorilla. And, uh, yeah. Out of respect, I had I figured that out pretty quickly, so I did not make myself too familiar with the guys that were veterans and paved the way there. That was their company. And interesting note, that spine buster right at the peak of it, I have signed over the years. Uh, there's a picture out there. I guess you can get it online of where I've got him right at the peak. The knee is up. I'm fixing to pivot the whole thing. It's a posed shot that that people have and it just i just saw where they got it it was on that's, that that spine buster that's it with that sp- that's awesome and these guys did and it's funny i was listening to their commentary they're trying to figure out how to explain it and, and what it looks like a move the big boss man does similar and i'm like it's the spine buster baby come on well uh, it would have almost been heat for Guys that work with WWF to be too familiar with us and too okay. compl- too complimentary. Remember, we were the enemy coming That's in. Right. Nobody trusted you. You know, they were trying to figure out what you're all about, and we were just there to work hard. You know. Yeah, Sean Mooney makes a comment there. Uh, it might have been not been pretty talking about the sunset flip, but I want to point out a couple of things. I do love the blind tag on the sunset flip. It's good shit. Double A. And then that spot where you hit the clothesline off the botched sunset flip. It doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to make sense, right, Arn? 
Yeah, there's a little frustration involved in that, but I love the fact that it wasn't just completely smooth. Yes. When there's a struggle involved in this business, it's a, it's one of the one of the best kept secrets. If you can make what you're doing out there feel like a struggle, and each guy is trying to gain control of the other guy, then you won't go too far off course, Paul. And it, it gives it a level. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it needs to feel like a fight. It feels authentic. Yes. If it's if not, it feels like it's too, oh we missed a scripted thing. No, go with it, roll with it, and then it feels more authentic. If it's too smooth, sometimes yeah. it'll just put you to sleep. It doesn't it doesn't need to be that smooth I'm all the you. time. Well, speaking of good shit, if you're looking to help regulate your gut health, have more energy, and build better immunity, and need to look, you need to look no further than Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally on every day, and it's Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I needed more energy, and I was tired of taking pills and vitamins. Just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk. You get better sleep quality and recovery, and it costs less than $3 a day. Completely worth the investment in you. And, Arn, to your point, it's received 7,000 five-star reviews. It doesn't get much better than that, my friend. If you guys keep on sending this stuff to the house, and I keep on taking it, and if I get healthy, Brock's going to have a new partner, and they're going to be some people out of a job. I like it. I like you, it. The <laughs> you don't want to get me too healthy now, damn it. It's uh, the second coming of the Brain Busters was what it sounds like to me. So, listen, get on Athletic Greens. Arn's on them. It's going to be something. He's turning into Popeye over there. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system as well. It's convenient, and it's daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup with water every day. That's it. No need for millions of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free... Yeah, that's our favorite word. Free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash ARN, our favorite three letters in the alphabet, A-R-N. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash ARN to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know, Paul, it's it's uh, for all of us post-COVID sufferers, the ones that had it, and I mean had it, we're going to be on the road to recovery for a long time. So take everything that that you can that's good for you. These supplements that 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 these that they're uh, sending to the house, man. I've started taking them, and it just it's not going to happen in a week or two weeks. But man, get that stuff in your system. Because we're going to be healing up from that. It's not, you know, it's just like my breathing. It's not going to just correct itself. It's going to take time. That's right. So, so jump on it, man. Jump on it. There you go. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Arn, listen, after these television tapings, there was almost a two-week lull where we couldn't find any shows with you or Tully on them after the, the clips that we just showed you. Do you remember at all having those uh, a couple weeks off following the debut? Would this have been because the shows were already scheduled and written at this point, or do you remember anything about that? Yeah, we would do three weeks of TV at a time. So if you weren't at, if you were on the first week or you were on the second week or the third week, nobody was ever on TV just coming in every week. It's just too hard to push, you know, and it's TV time was critical. So that would be the reason. Now, if, if you, let's just say you had done two or three TVs and then you got there and there will be times where you weren't, you weren't on TV at all. You were just there. You figured out, okay, I don't have anything, but I'm going to be off TV three weeks. That's not good. They didn't seem to worry about it, so I didn't worry about it because I was used to being on with a match and a three-minute promo afterwards pretty much every week Yeah, and loved it. Well, fear not, sir, because, listen, you're about to enter the meat grinder. That is the WWF schedule. Here we go. It's October 22nd. You and Tully open up a live event in Buffalo, New York. That night, you guys would defeat the Young Stallions. Remember them? Jim Powers and Paul Roma. And uh, Arn, best that I can tell from the research, is top guys such as Macho, Hulk, Andre, and DiBiase, they're all on another card. This was the C card loop. And so we say that, but this was the card clearly showing the strength of the roster. I'm going to read some names here for you for this card. Here we go. You had Ultimate Warrior defeating the Honky Tonk Man. You had Bad News Brown defeating Ken Patera. Blue Blazer won his match against Danny Davis. You remember him, the ref that was a ref, and he turned bad and became a wrestler. You had uh, Rockin' Robin defeating Podcast Heat Network favorite Sherry Martell. You had Hercules defeating Virgil. No, that wasn't the main event, not to worry. That night, the feature match, though, Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Rude. What are your thoughts about that card? Great. Great. (laughs) So much talent. Well, it, yeah, it just gave guys that, that weren't necessarily on top being shoved hard, gave them a chance to get out and and uh, have time and have, be able to have a good match and be competitive. And, you know, in those days, business was so hot. It was like WWF was drawing, not necessarily just Jake in that, in that top match. You know, it was that WWF, got to go see that without yeah. even having to post a card. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like three towns a night. Man, that's three full crews, and I'm sure that wasn't everybody. No, that wasn't. I mean, you got Warrior and Honky Tonk Man on that car, too, along with Jake and Rude. And we're not, like we said, we're not even talk, talking Hogan, Andre, Macho, all these other guys. So it's just incredible, the talent roster at the time. But one thing I will say, Arn, unfortunately, so many of these legends are no longer with us, and all of them were taken too soon. So, yes... It's time to talk about Goliath life. And this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen 
if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit GoliathLife.com. And I mean right now. Listen, I've lost two friends in their 40s in the last year and a half, and I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through had they not had life insurance. If you don't have it, get it. Protect your family. And I suggest you go to GoliathLife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance super easy. GoliathLife.com streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers within minutes, and you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, the crazy invasive conversations. GoliathLife.com makes buying life insurance simple. There are no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. GoliathLife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in just a few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com. Aren't so important to make sure that you are protected with life insurance. Pretty simple. If you're responsible to other people, make sure they're taken care of. That's your responsibility as a man. No ifs, ands, and buts. There you go. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Are we move on to October 25th in Baltimore, a town you're very familiar with, my friend. The WWF taped multiple episodes of syndicated television for November airings. In a match for superstars, you and Tully defeated Al Kinsey and Mario Mancini in two minutes, two seconds, when Tully hit the slingshot suplex on Mancini. And then you're moving on in Maryland to Salisbury, Maryland. This time it's wrestling challenge taping. And Mean Gene interviewed you, Tully, and the brain and all your teammates and managers for the upcoming Survivor Series, which we're going to cover uh, for next week's episode for November. I can't wait for that. And then later on in the program, you and Tully won an enhancement match against Scott Hudson. No, not the WCW commentator. And uh, Tommy Causey, when Tully used the slingshot suplex again. This match isn't going to air, and this is how TV worked back then. It wouldn't air till the end of November. So I want to pause right here, Arn. You've been a part of pre-tapes, syndicated television, live to tape, etc. But an entire month ahead of time for syndication? Can you speak to our audience about the complexities that as a performer, employee, and even content creator, uh, comparing the schedule to the one that was used for Crockett? Well, it's like uh, you had to always be aware of where you were on TV, what you were doing. What did I do last week? What did I do three weeks ago? What did I do two weeks ago? Make sure you had a different match. Make sure you had a different move set. It was up to you to, to stay caught up on what where the TVs had you positioned, you know, and, and stay aware of it. And it was just the travel, you know, there was no rhyme or reason. Uh, you were starting, God, day one from flying here to there. They'd give you a stack of tickets, and, buddy, you were off to the races. So it was uh, – 
After flying on those private planes, my friend, <laughs> 6 a.m., coach, mm. if you missed that flight, ticket was no good. You had to buy another one. It was non-refundable, and they meant it. That is something, too, that, you know, and, and with some of the questions I had uh, that we came up with for this week that I didn't even think about is, yeah, you're now away from all the private plane travel, and you're into this WWF travel, and that's very different, too. You, like you said, you're not traveling in those private planes anymore. Well, I mean, just, and, and let me tell you, you know, I don't want to sound like a, a guy that's whining and crying over the travel schedule because I was doing what I wanted to for a living. I wouldn't have swapped one day of it for anything else on earth. But there's also a reality to it for those people that somehow think that they just shut their eyes and open their eyes on Saturday and there's Saturday morning and there's TV. Saturday evening, there's TV. And you guys just, a genie must have blinked you there, you know. (laughs) You just arrived. Buddy, when you walk on a when you walk on a plane in a given town, and it, every day pretty much was a flight for a lot of these these tours to get to make a six o'clock flight, you had to be at the airport by about four fifteen. Everybody is checking out of the hotel at the same time because they're all on the six o'clock flight. They're all turning their cars in at the same time. They're all checking in and checking their bags. So there's a line that is following you or you're following it through all these different things that that are time-consuming. Caravan, yeah. If if it's a small airport, Paul, and you got just one or two people working, you could miss a flight standing right there waiting to check in. What are you going to do about it? Go up to the front, grab them by the collar, and say, hey, I can't miss this flight. So a lot of times we were getting to the airport. You have one close call of that, and you've got a ticket that, let's just say it was a three or $400 ticket to go from what uh, East Coast town to the West Coast. You miss that flight, buddy, you're buying your own ticket. Mm. And that ain't funny. Yeah. So the travel involved, and now you get on the plane, and you walk in, and it, guys learned right away. You go in, you grab a, back then you had pillows and those little pillows. You grab a couple of those pillows. If you could get a window seat, you did. And, buddy, you were asleep before the plane was even boarded. Because when you landed on wherever the next destination was, here we go again. In line, get your bags. In line, go get on the rent-a-car bus. Get to the rent a car counter in line. Go to everybody stay at the same hotel. Go to the now you get the hotel. Another line. Head to the gym. Now there's checking in at the front desk at the gym. It was a it was almost comical. It was like a serpentine group of <laughs> jacked up guys just following each other through their day. Mm. But it could I mean it was demanding. Yeah, absolutely. As you take us through that, man, I'm just thinking like that. I feel like that could get old. And the only thing that really keep you going is is when you go out and perform in front of an amazing crowd. And that's enough juice to just keep you wanting to go. Because otherwise, screw this. I, you know, week after week after week, year after year for a lot of wrestlers. That's all they knew and lived. Well, the one thing that kept you going, and this is just reality, is TV was red hot. 
WWF was red hot. Jim Crockett was still red hot at that time. And uh, it's like we found out pretty quickly. They have a whole set of fans, WWF. Their TVs reach different people. And we were being recognized like never before. So you knew whatever this system was that they had was working. Yeah. Because you were just... People that would not have known who you were before up stars. in the north, north, yeah, in the northeast, now knew who you were. Yeah. Well, Arn, after a long day of taping, the only thing better on the road than a good meal, hot shower, and a few adult beverages was a good night's sleep. All the members of all three WWF crews could have benefited from the best method of sleep out there, and that's with Chili Sleep, my friend. Chili Sleep makes customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being, and are not only that, but temperature-controlled sleep repairs muscles after a hard day's work and improves cognitive function to strengthen athletic readiness. That's why this past Memorial Day, Chili Sleep worked with our veteran organizations to support our heroes' sleep and recovery, too. Chili Sleep makes the Uller and Cube Sleeper Systems hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers to fit over your existing mattress and provide ideal sleep temperature. And recently, as I said, they partnered with the Independence Fund for Memorial Day to donate sleep systems and to show gratitude to our veterans. Plus, U.S. military and veterans can get special savings now. Arn, how cool is what Chili Sleep doing for our veterans? There's not enough we can do for those men and women. They make everything on not just our country, as we're seeing, everything around the world possible. And all good things come from our military keeping us safe, keeping our place in the world, and doing all the right things. And uh, let me tell you, those guys deserve everything, and certainly a good night's sleep is just minimally what they deserve. God bless them all. Thank them all for their service. Mm. For an extra layer of comfort, you can also get the Chili Blanket, the only weighted blanket that can also be prepared uh, paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. So listen, this is how you get it. Head over to ChiliSleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and save 30% off the purchase. That's big time. Off of a new Cube or Uller sleep system, this offer is exclusive for our Arn listeners and only for a limited time. So that's Chili, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every single day all right moving on to october 28th arn this will be your first match back in the heart of crockett country listen to this you and telly return to the greensboro coliseum the unofficial home of Jim Crockett, and let's face it, the Four Horsemen. And for the WWF, this is an A-town card for one reason and one reason only. Hulk Hogan is working the main event. He's teaming with Hercules, and he's taking on. they're taking on Virgil and Ted DiBiase. Here's what this card looked like. You ready? It's Sam Houston defeating Steve Lombardi. The Barbarian pinned Boris Zukov. They're no strangers to Crockett country. You have Dino Bravo defeating Jim Duggan. That's a count out. You have yourself and Tully defeating, yes, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Talk about an awesome tag match right there at the end of the month. Jim Powers defeating Conquistador number one, who is Jose Luis Rivera. You have the Red Rooster pinning Hillbilly Jim. And as I said, Hulk Hogan and Hercules defeating Ted DiBiase and Virgil. 
And uh, I, I want to make a comment here. Bruce Pritchard on something that Russell has argued over and over again, that Hulk Hogan could sell out houses in the 1980s. I mean, even I, uh, Paulie B. from Pittsburgh, let alone any other talent, could have been on that card. But as long as Hogan's on the card, Arn, it's going to sell out. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm being tongue-in-cheek here, but seriously, Bruce argues that the power of Hulkamania was a real thing. But on this night, 2,000 people showed up in Greensboro. Less than two months earlier, 10,000 people came to see the Horsemen and the rest of the Jim Crockett Promotions crew. I know you're a proud North Carolinian at this point, and quite frankly, an expert on Greensboro. Is this just the wrong venue for WWF? And what I mean by that is, is this the case of, hey, we just don't want to see it. We're loyal to Crockett. Bingo. They're probably still reeling from Tully and I leaving. I would imagine they were mad at Tully and I for leaving disappointed for Tully and I and leaving. I would suggest the probably the Greensboro dozen were still on the front row. I don't know, but I imagine they might have been there that night. I don't know if they were or not. Our, uh, all of our buddies in their suits, the Greensboro crew. Um, but it was, they were, you know, just like they had their uh, up northern and northeastern fans that were uh, cold to us, yeah, they were cold that night, and it was just more out of a curiosity. But uh, that was Crockett country. That was Horseman country. Yeah. So all we could do, you know, in that situation, you know what you can do, Paul? You can go, well, shit. Or you can go out and tear the joint down. And I assure you, for 20 minutes, we tore the joint down with the Rockers. Yeah, and I was exactly, that's where I was headed. Even if this card failed to draw, this is the first night that you guys work with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, the Rockers, when they were in AWA, the Midnight Rockers. And as we know, they did all right in this business, hard, especially Shawn, who even Ric Flair calls the best in-ring performer of all time. But it's pretty cool here. You're working with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, first month in WWF. That's pretty cool when I saw that. And it caught on, trust me. We would be working with them quite a bit after that. And men, if you want to be the best in-bedroom performer of all time, you don't need to look any further for just any tag team partner. Just hit that hot tag from Old Faithful, who, like Arn Anderson, always puts you in the best position possible for the one, two, three. That's right. I'm talking about Blue Chew. Guys, you've been hearing about Blue Chew for a while now on our show. And if you haven't tried it already... Why the hell not? BlueJew.com is giving guys confidence all over the world. When it comes time to slingshot suplex your partner into that king-size bed, you need to be ready. Trust me. You know you could use that extra confidence in the bedroom because of things like stress, anxiety, or age, and they can help you. There's no excuse for you not to be pounding that punani as you deliver brain busters until your partner's eyes are crossed. That's right, Arn, because Blue Chew is an online prescription service. There's no doctor's visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. Am I right, my friend? If I go in my house and say, Mama, I'm going to pound your panani, <laughs> not only am I not going to do that, I'm probably going to get monkey flipped right back out the front door. So... <laughs> Different, different presentation at my house, but you still get the same result. 
Yes, you definitely don't present it that way to your to your, to your Damn, partner. Damn, Paul, that was stiff. Not and, and Whoa, it will and, and it will be stiff. stiff. <laughs> and it was speaking of stiff, it will be stiff. If you sign up at bluechew.com now, all you have to do is consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved, you'll receive one pres- your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. You don't have to swallow pills anymore. Bluetooth tablets are chewable. There's all kinds of reasons that guys aren't able to perform. Age, medical reasons, all kinds of stuff. Arn, I'm sure you've heard of performance anxiety. It's just not in the ring. It happens all the time in the bedroom for guys all across the country, doesn't it? Of course it does. You know, just, hey, get an edge, guys. Listen, it's about loving your woman. So, because when you do that and she's taken care of, life is grand. It's pretty simple. It makes the house so much better. The chewables from BlueChew.com can make sure you're able to perform at your best every time you get the opportunity to have fun. And for our listeners, you can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code ARN to receive your first month free. Go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. And I'm telling you, ARN will, that promo code will make you pop. Enough said there. On October 30th, you and Tully took on former WWF Tag Team Champions, the British Bulldogs, beating them by DQ. We just talked about them. You starting a friendship with them, stinging, uh, you know, Dynamite Kid's mouth with that first strength that you gave him. Arn, there's been a lot said about Dynamite Kid in most recent years. There's been some negative, and uh, I'm sure that the stories about him are true, but this is the man that Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and others pattern they're wrestling after what was it like for you and telly to wrestle dynamite and davy boy well it was an honor and a privilege and they were a great team and you know as far as the personal things that went down between them and some of the guys didn't involve us so it didn't involve us but but i get it you know ribs got got pretty stiff in those days and they had to just cut ribbon out because it had gotten pretty serious in the locker room you know different things uh, but those guys were so good. I mean, they really were. They looked the part. They were so athletic. They were such a good team. It was just one of those bucket list things that I'm glad I got to do before it was, you know, they were no longer a team. Yeah, and it sounds like you guys got along well with them while they were there. So that's hey, that's good to hear. It was all business, man. Bell to bell. There's nobody we didn't. Even you had guys that you couldn't stand. You still went out and bell to bell, brother, you tore it down. There was no place for personal feelings when you're at work. Well, Arn, thank you for tearing it down this week. That's going to wrap up our coverage of October 1988, uh, 1988, how you arrived in the WWF and became the Brain Busters. Next week, it's the march to your very first pay-per-view. It's Survivor Series. And we're going to cover the Road to Survivor Series as well as that 10-team elimination match. You and I are going to watch a condensed version together, and I'm going to have some questions about the participants event and logistics it's going to be a lot of fun uh but man that's going to do it for us this week i had a lot of fun thank you for letting me be a part of this arn thank you paul you're doing a great job and uh thanks for bearing with me on some of the the personal stuff but you know hey uh we have a great relationship with our with our listeners i think and uh they will uh accommodate us on on a, a pause every now and then 
The fans are digging it, man. All I hear is they are loving going, loving going month by month on this documentary through the lens of Arn Anderson's career, breaking it down in different ways, you sharing stories and insights that we've never heard before. So I thank you, my friend. And I just love working with you. Such a genuine guy, and it's just been great uh, doing this together. I will be back with you again for next week's show. We're going to do November all about Survivor Series. It's going to be a lot of fun. On behalf of the founder of the Four Horsemen, Mr. Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right back here again next week here on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.